Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Okay, Colleen, I want to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tale as old as time. No, so there are a number of sexual assault scandals uh, currently in the news. Yeah. Evan Spacey, most recent. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about last week. There is now, uh, we have now reached the point at which people are saying, uh, have we gone too far? Yeah. Is this a witch hunt? Mm-hmm. You know, every day, more allegations, all sorts of people, producers, directors, actors. Mm-hmm. And it was, frankly, I mean, we talked about this. It's only a matter of time before that line of the story began. Mm -hmm. So we're now there. And we talked about it initially last week, but now we've got another reason to talk about it because somebody else is putting forth the conjecture that perhaps this is a witch hunt. And in fact, the article that I'm referencing comes from The Hollywood Reporter and the the head uh, line is harassment scandal in the media is a Hollywood witch hunt brewing. Okay, Mm -hmm. That's the controversial question. Now we can answer the question, but first I just want to give you a little bit of a a background. So you've got uh, someone who uh, regularly writes and talks about film named Stephen Galloway. He wrote this piece in the Hollywood reporter and he, he relates uh, an anecdote and you may or may not remember generally or specifically this case, but in the early eighties, there was this story about like satanic, um, devil worship yeah and that a kid had been like horribly abused and traumatized and it wasn't just one person it was like an entire school like all the administrator the principal and like they were sacrificing animals and it got like totally out of control it spawned and in fact there's there are several probably podcasts but i remember listening to one recently actually no it wasn't a podcast it was a book that i read from uh keith and now the name escapes me nope i'll get it Regardless, it was referenced in a book, this period of time where we all kind of went crazy and you saw like TV shows talking about satanic ritual Mm -hmm. and supposedly there was the secret society society of Satanists. And that kind of seemed like a witch hunt because at the end of the day, like 99% of these allegations were proven to be false or were never proven at all. right? Right. And so... He, in this particular article, the he, again, being Stephen Galloway, uses that as an anecdote to say, are we about to do this again surrounding sexual assault and sexual harassment against those in Hollywood? Are we on the precipice of throwing journalistic standards out the window and just repeating a bunch of hearsay and gossip mm-hmm. that will damage people's lives and ruin careers? Mm-hmm. To which I would simply say, and I want to know what you have to think, Mm -hmm. um, there are two fundamentally different things about that particular anecdote he mentioned, the sort of mania and hysteria around satanic worship, and 
the current scandals of Harvey Weinstein and uh, Kevin Spacey, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, do I think it's possible that somebody could make up an allegation about sexual assault? Sure. But most, if not all, of the like Satan worship stuff was essentially proven to be false, mass hysteria, a lot of, you know, a lot of craziness. Yeah. These sexual assault cases um, actually happen. Right. Right? Like, so either one of two things, either the victims, you believe the victims or you don't, but nobody has come forward with any evidence that the particular allegations against Harvey Weinstein, and actually Harvey Weinstein has acknowledged his bad behavior. Kevin yes. Spacey has acknowledged his bad behavior. Yes. So it's not a witch hunt. Because not maybe a witch... to the extent that they that we're hearing from the victims, but they've acknowledged that they were at fault. Yeah, and in some way, even unlike Bill Cosby, right. although I think even with Bill Cosby, you just like I don't even care if you know, like yes, in order to be convicted in the court, of, court law. of law, you would need to do specific things, but. I would be totally fine with Bill Cosby never working again because, frankly, I just believe that if, you know, 30 to 50 to 60 plus women are coming forward, something inappropriate happened, right? Mm -hmm. So when you take all of that into consideration, I don't think there is any indication at this point that we are running the risk of ruining people's lives by allegation or by gossip or by slander. Right. Like there's no evidence of that. So I get that it makes sense to ask that question, Mm -hmm. but I think honestly, part of it is that people don't want to believe that it's possible that all this stuff happened. Right. Right. There's a certain number of people that are like, Oh, that's just, you know, that's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, you know, it's interesting because I actually have had a couple conversations similar to this um, in my life, just casually out in the world, out in the wild with people who have said something along the lines of both. Oh, I'm afraid that now that we know that Harvey Weinstein did all of this stuff and then the Kevin Spacey thing comes out that people are just going to be pointing the finger willy nilly at all kinds of people in Hollywood. Okay. I've heard that sentiment. I've also heard the sentiment. Well, you know, I don't know that I would consider X, Y, or Z to really be sexual harassment. I mean, didn't, you know, haven't you had that kind of stuff happen before, maybe like in college at a bar, didn't some, you know, sure, you know, can we now, can we just start calling out everybody who grabs our butt when we don't want them to? Well, so I've heard, it's interesting because I think people are trying to process this Mm -hmm. big, huge what we're seeing happen kind of unraveling in Hollywood. People are trying to process this and also figure out what this means for all of us who are living in this world, who have relationships, who have, you know, jobs and have people in power that, you know, maybe have said something off color at, at one time asking the question, then is that also harassment? And I think somewhere in the middle of all of this, we've kind of lost the black and whiteness of, harassment as it's presented to you at your HR yeah, it's not orientation. Com- it's not gray. Right? There no. is no question here. Like there is a acceptable behavior and not. And if you believe that people do this all the time, quote unquote, and you know, haven't you put up with blah, blah, blah. Well, um, if you believe that's okay, then why do we have laws against it? I, I also just think like Kevin Spacey, you know how we'd be like, he's going to lose his career. Again, I'm just putting this out that there are people who will say this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's, I don't know of specifically anybody who said this, but I can imagine there are people who would say, 
Well, Kevin Spacey, I mean, he did that like 20 years ago. Well, actually, no, we know now that because somebody from 20 years ago came forward, we have since learned that something five years ago that companies have both acknowledged actually happened Mm -hmm. was inappropriate and took place. So to me, that sort of like witch hunt had Harvey Weinstein not come out. The victim of Kevin Spacey wouldn't have come out and Kevin Spacey would continue to go forward with his career as if nothing happened. Right. And would continue to be able to grab people inappropriately on the set and nobody would feel safe enough to come forward. So to me, it's like the antithesis of a witch hunt. It's like right. a it's like a just like shining light on what what has always been there. Right. And I think that that is exactly what's happening. It's like uh, it's like, you know, that you have cobwebs in your closet, but you only see them when you turn the light on. Yeah. That's what's happening right now is now that this is a, a point of conversation and people are talking about it. It's giving permission and voice to the people who maybe have been keeping it to themselves. And that's why it feels like. It's everywhere right now. It always was. It's we ca- just weren't looking at it. Don't you feel like, and I, I don't mean to bring up this particular issue, but like with, um, you know, children who have learning disabilities, for example, like, you know, people sort of uh, toss off like, you know, like, oh, well, every kid is on some kind of drug now for their learning disability mm-hmm. or everybody's taking like we talked about this last week. Everybody's taking depression medication, um, you know, so yeah, there's a reason that all this stuff is happening. It's because we're actually willing to look at right. it and actually willing to address it right. and talk about it in the open in a way that is going to make some other people very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean that it's just like people are like, oh, it's cool to say you were you know, grabbed inappropriately by Kevin Spacey. So I'll just come up with a story. I mean, who in their right mind wants that to come to, down to on be? Them? Yeah, to be a, a part of their identity. Yeah. OK, well, OK. We, get, we, went, we, went, stuff, we went to a deep, Sorry. deep place. Had to, couldn't help. It. How about this? When we come back, let's put the world on hold. Again, I'm fine with that. And just maybe Take get to some deep breath. fun and frivolity. Okay. Like, Can we have snacks? Sure, why not? Okay. You get the snacks. Uh, I will bring the hold music. <laughs> and we'll talk about Oprah. How about that? Let's start with Oprah. Oh, my God. Leave it to Oprah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's okay. do it. After this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Sex, power, fear, and the end of careers have all been much discussed since... Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, where everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And the world has just gotten to be a little too much for us. Oh, God. It's Let's fun. just put it on hold. Oh, here we it's go. your delicious hold music. <sighs> okay. What kind of fun and frivolity can we play with right now? Uh, I got a new pair of underwear. No? I, okay. No, not hey, I got a story about Oprah. Oh, yes. We love Oprah, to poke fun at yes, Oprah, right? Yes, that'll make us feel good. Okay, what do you it got? It has nothing to do with her favorite things, but it has everything to do with her worst guests ever. So she goes on the Harry Connick Jr. show, which I honestly didn't know was a thing. Harry Connick Jr. has got a career, had no clue. Uh, but Oprah Winfrey goes on and talks uh, to Harry Connick about her worst guests ever. And I don't even care who her worst... Her worst guests of all ever! time! You get a bad guest, and you get a bad guest, you all got bad guests! No, <laughs> ga- sounded like gas. Um, but I totally related to that because we, like Oprah, because we're basically the same thing from noon to three on Monday sure. through Friday on my talk 107.1, we're basically Oprah... 
on the radio without all the billions. Uh And uh, we've had some crappy guests as well. Have we not? We totally have. Before I even mention one of our crappy guests, who did she say her worst was? Uh, Oprah Winfrey, it was the, uh, well, she was there, first of all, to to promote her book. Uh-huh. She had a guest on her show who was a lawyer. She uh-huh. said she can't remember the show, and he mentioned the book 29 times. She said, that's after I started started counting. Every sentence started with, in my book, in my book, and if you buy my book. So uh-huh. finally, around the third segment, she says, I said, quote, we all know the name of the book. Audience, <laughs> tell them the name of the book. So if you don't have to say the name of the book anymore. <laughs> Okay. She also talks about, um, you know, being successful and oh, how blah, I'm never going to make any of her Okay, fine. Let's so go back to bad guests. Yeah. Okay, so I think probably one of our worst guests of all time was Madonna's brother. Do you remember when we had Madonna's brother on, Bradley? What was his name? Uh, Joe Cachone. Cachone? Cachone? Yeah. He had written a book, right? And we had invited him on the Chacon, show. first of Ch- all, is his last okay. name. Now I'm looking up his name. Okay. So we had invited him on the show. Um, and we were pretty excited. We were like, oh my gosh, we have Madonna's brother. Well, first of all, he was, did, was he on a sleeping pill or did he sound like, I mean, he could not have sounded less enthused with life to be on our show. Um, not Christopher that Chacon. It's not that he has to be excited. Christopher Chacon. It's not that he has to be excited to be on our show. That's not it. But at least like sound like you had a cup of coffee ever in your life um, and animate your voice at all. But then do you remember what really happened that oh, yeah. freaked us right out? Uh, he swore and he didn't just swear. I believe he used that big one. The S word. Oh, it was the S word. It okay. was the S word. And then. Um, uh... And we told him not to. We warned him about it, which we should have just hung up on him, but it was Madonna's brother. I mean, we thought maybe we'd get something good out of him. No, we didn't. It was totally like it went down in flames. It was like a giant bus fire. It was terrible because uh, just a little behind the scenes production. um, We're on uh, we're on an eight second delay on my talk. So what I'm saying now, you're going to hear in eight seconds. The reason that we have that is for those moments when Christopher Chacon swears on the air, we hit a button called the dump. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Button and it brings you, the listener, to present time. And then it slowly builds back up to that eight seconds by taking yeah. out some mechanical pauses. 
Well, he swore we hit the dump button. Now we're present time with you. Yeah. And then he swore again. Yeah, and then it was like, bye. And then we couldn't get rid yeah. of it. And it was. Don't swear, don't swear, don't swear. I thought we were going to lose our jobs that day. If you're, if you, it was if a you've terrible day. written a book, maybe on your media tour, you should know. I feel like professionals yeah. know. Don't swear. You don't swear on the radio. Although I would be amazed, or I, I'm not. I am surprised by the number of people who don't realize you can't swear on the radio. Yeah. I'm like, how do you not know that? In life. Yeah. Right. Always err on the side of not swearing. Yeah, we can't edit that out on live radio. Uh, so that wasn't the only worst guest, though, that we've had. I mean, in addition to Madonna's brother, I'm trying to think of our other worst guest what about ever. Vicky Lawrence? Oh, my God. That is okay. So she's maybe not the worst guest of all time, but she was the lamest guest oh of all time. Oh my gosh. We Is were, that a better descriptor? Well, let's put it this way. We were, we had high expectations because we were huge fans. Yes, we're huge fans. In fact, we had, of our own accord, decided to go see Vicki Lawrence's show, which was not occurring around this interview. This was separate and apart. Mm-hmm. Like, we just on our own were like, oh, Vicki Lawrence is going to be at, I think, Treasure Island mm-hmm. or something. So we're going to go see her. And we had a blast, uh, although her show needs an update because she was telling, like, um, yeah. like George Bush jokes. Yeah, like, too old. Like, we're like, honey, you yeah. gotta, you know, zest it up a bit. Anyway, um, she was the least sociable person we've had on the show and frankly was in her phone the whole time. Yeah, and didn't make eye contact. I mean, yeah, worst ever. Our expectations were high. Her performance was low. It was a sad moment. And uh, you know what? We'll tell you more of those some other day, I'm sure. We've yeah, got we've got, we got more where days. that came from. But next, we've got some crazy, stupid idiots for days on My Talk One Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer, And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Yeah. But that's not where we're going first. We're going to Virginia. Uh, That's where I want to introduce you to 49-year-old Alexandra Hatcher, who wanted to get some money, and she chose a very interesting way to do it. She faked her death. What? Yes. How is that even possible? Well, it's apparently not possible easily because she didn't do it well. Here's how it started. She went to Washington State and she legally changed her very own name. Okay? Okay. And then she had her husband, Albert Hatcher, make a fake death certificate and then publish a death notice in the newspaper. Once he had done those two things, he was able to claim her life insurance. Then he got the money. So far, so good, right? Oh, my God. So they've got her life insurance money. She has successfully or so far faked her death um, by just changing her name and having a phony death certificate and an obituary. Well, they got the money and they went on a shopping spree. They bought 20 fancy cars. And then when they couldn't afford some of the cars, that the fancy cars that they were trying to obtain, apparently this was their thing. They used fake checks. And then they would use the cars that they had as collateral for more fancy cars. Oh, my God. So they were basically fancy like a, car hoarders. Yeah, they were like money laundering, kind of. Well, 
like I, they were doing so many crimes yeah. at the same time. It's hard to really figure out which one was which. Um, but then the cops were like, uh, hang on a second. Um, these people keep on buying up all these cars. They're using fake checks. They're using collateral with the old cars. And who is this person anyway? And they were able to trace back the woman who had changed her name and the boyfriend who had used her husband who had used her fake or her real name to create a fake death certificate. It all came crashing down. They just pleaded guilty to several charges, including but not limited to the following bank fraud, counterfeiting and mail fraud. I'm pretty sure there was some sort of insurance fraud mixed in there for good measure. Oh my God. It, you know, it blows my mind that people have the cojones to actually pull stuff like this off I because I would be so, and even if I had gotten away with it, I would be so miserable in getting away with it. Like I would feel constantly on edge. Right? Like I'm going to go to prison. I'm going to go to prison. I'm going to go to jail. They're going to find me. Yeah. Apparently she didn't have a care in the world because they kept buying their fancy cars. Anyway, now they're going to be eating pizza for lunch in prison. So yeah. Well, and everybody knows that nobody wants to eat prison pizza mm-hmm. except for Anthony Weiner. <laughs> All right. Well, and that was in Florida. Right? That was in Virginia. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was paying very close attention. It's okay. Can you, um, I forgot to tell you about this one, but there's some, uh, a musical aspect to uh-huh. this particular one. If All you right. just want to have that ready at some point, it doesn't need to be at any particular juncture, but I want to tell you the tale. The tale is old as time about a lady named Samantha. Now, Samantha is 23 years old and she was arrested by police recently. This is in Colorado because her boyfriend would not stop singing a damn song. I mean, I get it. There are some songs that get in your ear. Well, I'll tell you what she did because of that song. But let's have a listen to the song. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm looking for a cover. This is... So that, of course, is Mathelmore's Thrift Shop. I love this song. And her, well, so did this late uh, Ms. Molson's boyfriend, Lars. Lars Hansen, who celebrated his 26th birthday Saturday, got real drank, mm. got back to their apartment at midnight, and would not stop bleeping awesome, <laughs> which led to a fight. Uh, between Ms. Molson and her boyfriend. Ms. Molson, by the way, a 23-year-old certified nursing assistant, told cops that they'd been fighting all evening over the fact that Mr. Hansen accused Molson of consuming all the alcohol in the house. But after Ms. Molson briefly left the residence, Mm -hmm. she returned, and uh, Hansen had been playing uh, Thrift Thrift Shop 25 times that's a lot she said he just annoyed me so she grabbed him around the throat and quote did it for intimidation to get him to shut up with that damn song listen i feel that pain well i do too i gotta be honest i mean i wouldn't come to blows about it i would just like leave the situation or like put in earplugs yeah I'm just saying, I have a husband who occasionally, when he imbibes, 
his favorite thing to do is play disc jockey in our living room. And sometimes I just have to say, I'm not participating and leave. Yeah, well, see, the problem with that is, like, you and I, both rational human beings, you and I would probably both be sober. You and I probably wouldn't be up uh, late on a Saturday night. Right. So you and I <laughs> We're not in bed by 8.30. putting our hands around the throats of our loved ones. True. Because usually that happens when you're inebriated mm-hmm. after midnight. Like, nothing good happens after 11 o'clock. The this only thing true. open after 11 is legs. Hey. Just remember these things. These mm-hmm. are important lessons I learned. Um, and so, frankly... I, I don't think you have to worry about this. Yeah, no, that's true. Good. Thank God. That's why it's crazy, stupid idiots. All right. Oh, I've got an update, Bradley. Oh, I, do oh, you? I do. So we talked about this crazy, stupid idiot like months ago, but there's an update. Do you remember the guy in Nebraska who his crazy, stupid idiot behavior was ordering strippers to come oh, over yes. and strip on the on front the po- porch, on the porch yeah. of his neighbor's yes. house. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this was the weirdest. I mean, it was such a bizarre thing. He would invite or he would hire prostitutes to go over to his neighbor's house to strip on their porch. <laughs> he did this over 75 times over the course of four years. And what would happen is it would happen really late at night. The stripper would come. The stripper would do or the prostitute would come and do the strip tease on the front porch and then ring the doorbell to try to get paid by the person who lived there and they were like we didn't we didn't order a prostitute to strip on our front porch and it would wake the kids I up mean, and it was a big does deal. That? Well yeah, well apparently did you know this first of all that the guy and he's a 45-year-old man uh who was doing this his name is Douglas Goldsberry. He was it sounds like he was doing it kind of for his own entertainment and also maybe because he didn't have money. So he had a full view of the neighbor's porch and he would be ordering them for his neighbors so that he didn't have to pay and then he would enjoy the show. Do you see what I mean? God, that's kind of genius in a criminal sort of way. Well, on Friday, he was sentenced to four years in prison Uh, And this was uh, after he pleaded no contest to pandering. But it turns out that's not the only thing that is on his record. Uh Uh-oh. While the cops were investigating him, they also found child porn. Oh, God! So in addition to those four years he's serving for ordering a prostitute to strip on his neighbor's front porch... He could be doing 20 years in federal prison as well and well, eating pizza. I would just like to say I'm glad that he pulled this prank then because now we know he's a creeper deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, he'll be he'll be behind bars for a while. Good. Yes, exactly. Well, um, I really quickly, I do want to remind everybody that on Wednesday of this week, you want to tune into the Colleen and Bradley show specifically between noon and two. You should be tuning in anyway. But that's when we're going to be doing our roundtable on sexual harassment. It's happening from noon to two here on Wednesday on My Talk 1071. And it's not just the two of us blowhards talking. No, we have actual experts who will be participating in the conversation. We've got uh, we've got an expert from St. Mary's and we've got a therapist who will be joining us to kind of walk us through what sexual harassment is, why people don't always report it, how do you go about reporting it, etc. And then we're also going to have some time to hear some real live stories. So know that we're going to be doing that on Wednesday and that we want to hear your stories and we want to talk about this all together. And... That's an important thing. 
Another important thing, yep. our daily snap judgment. Oh, it's a very important question. We're also going to have the three things you need to know before we go. Today's very important question, Colleen. Nachos or sheeps and salsa? Nachos or chips and salsa. We'll talk about that and other important things after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That guy's Bradley trainer. And now it's time to read through your answers to our daily snap oh, judgment. Mm, nachos or chips and salsa. If you haven't had a chance, head on over to the Facebook page, the facebook.com forward slash my talk 1071.com. And you can answer the question and you might just get it right on the air. Again, like Bradley said, the question was nachos or chips and salsa. Why? Because it's National Nacho Day. By it the is way. National Nacho uh-huh. Day. And Valerie said, well... I'm on day 15 of the whole 30, so I can't have anything chippy, but I certainly can have compliant salsa. So salsa. Compliant salsa. Hashtag so 16 bad. days until wine. Valerie, I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you something, Valerie. No, I'm going to tell her something that's going to change her life. What? She needs to go immediately, if not sooner, to Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and get the Trader Joe's plantain chips. It will satisfy her. Uh, yeah, but aren't they cooked in oil? I don't think they are. I know that they're Whole30 compliant because when I was on the Whole30, I ate them. Uh, Okay, Rebecca said nachos with all that cheese sauce and it has to be the spicy cheese sauce. That stuff is the best. Okay. Okay, hold your tongue. I know you have something you need to get off your chest. (laughs) Michael said nacho, nacho man. That's cute. I like Mm -hmm. that clever. Paige said, nachos. Great. Now I want some nachos and cheese. Mm. Hmm. And Gina said, chips and salsa. Which is Bradley's answer. Yeah. Because Bradley said something today that I can't even get behind. Oh, God. Can I finally say it? Yeah, let it out. Nachos are the worst appetizer ever. It's like, I don't even know. I don't even know you. I don't even know you. How I I don't happen to agree. Yeah, that's fine. Um, And I think I I think you will when I explain why. Well, I'm not going to let you do that right now. I'm not because we are going to need to have a conversation about this. Okay. And we are going to talk about it tomorrow. Well, let's do this. Can I, uh, I mean, okay, fine. Do you want to just I say feel like why? I have to give people, okay, yes. fine. Say why, and then we'll talk about it more tomorrow. We'll deal with I'm it gonna tomorrow. I'm going to tell, you can argue oppositely. So I'm, tomorrow, we will just open the floor to everyone having an opinion about whether or not nachos are, in fact, the worst appetizer ever. And I would argue that, yes, indeed, they are, and here is why. Because let me just let me paint this picture for you. You and I, let's go to Bennigan's. We can't because it's gone, but let's pretend we're back in time. It's 1987. You and I are going to Bennigan's. Right? Yes, I like that dream. We order some nachos. The Mm -hmm. nachos come. Oh my God, those look amazing, Colleen. Oh, those look wonderful. I'm so glad we got nachos. Colleen takes one chip, rips off all of the toppings on every single nacho, eats it, and then you've got a plate full of dry chips. I hate nachos because nobody ever gives me enough of the stuff for the chips. So there's always too many dry chips. 
and not enough gunk on the nachos. And then you do this weird dance where you're like, oh, I'm not going to take all the cheese, but really I want to because there's not enough cheese on here. So I'm going to try to be polite about it. Instead of give me a big fat bowl of melted cheese and a bunch of chips and some guac and some salsa. And then I could dip each individual chip and get a nice combo on each and every chip. Have I made myself clear? Are you done spazzing? Yes. All right. We'll talk about that tomorrow. You have nothing to say? I don't agree. And oh. I think the problem, I think there's a bigger problem at hand, yeah. and that's whoever you're eating Crap with. Crap nachos. No, I think it's that, okay. No. I'm oh. telling you, they're all bad. Nope, I've got, I will talk all about bad. it tomorrow. I can't talk about it right all now. I don't, I'm not in the mood. Horrible! Now it is time for the three to three. These are the three things you need to know before we go. And uh, number three, coming in at number three. <laughs> coming in hot. The 32nd Pop Culture Challenge. Here's what happened today with our contestant. Oh my gosh, she was a smart one. Which actor played John McClane in the Die Hard series of movies? Dory was a character in which animated film? I'm sorry, what is it? Dory. Oh, um, Ellen DeGeneres. Which character, or what was the name of the film? Oh, um, Finding Nemo. What was the name of the fictional city in The Wizard of Oz? Uh, uh, no, try oh, again. Uh, the Emerald City. The second installment of the Indiana Jones franchise is called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Blank. Doom. What Doom. was the name of Simba's father in The Lion King? Oh, oh we, we tried to get oh, her there. Oh, my gosh. She just screwed up that Dory one. It's it was, hard. Yeah, it is. If you hard, miss one. Hard. Yeah, then it's you're kind of in trouble. Whew. But she knew a lot of stuff. Okay, mm. number two on the three to three, the three things you need to know before we go. Uh, I know you've been wondering who's better at identifying 80s music, me or Dawn. You might be surprised at the answer. I mean. Let's begin. For 10 points, player one. Question one, what song is this? Footloose. That answer is correct. The song title was Footloose by Kenny Loggins. Your score is 10. For 10 points, player two. Question one, what song is this? Girls just want to have fun. Okay, so long story short, no, it gets harder and harder and harder. harder. And what ended up happening is that uh, Dawn was so bad at it that she melted down Alexa. So I won. (laughs) And tomorrow there will be a rematch between Bradley and Alexis. You'll want to tune in to that tomorrow. Mm, Good luck, Brad. But now, number one, and the three things you need to know before we go, the three to three, what's your crazy condiment Confessional. Bradley had an issue, and we needed to work it out on the radio, and we can't. <laughs> so, for the love I tried. of mayo, I tried. Okay, so here's what happened. Jeez, Donnie, Bradley flipped out because he found out his partner Jamie does something really weird with mayonnaise. No nope. butter. Oh, with butter. Does he put it on meat? He eats it by itself. Yeah, yeah. Ah! Like on a fork or a spoon. Ooh. Ooh. So we started. So we asked the question. I don't think it's that weird. Oh come on! Thank you, Don. I don't eat it alone. Uh, No, that's not true. I'll lick a knife with just butter on it. But my favorite thing to do is take a little bit of butter and then drag it through, like on a spoon, drag it through the peanut butter and just Uh, a mouthful. Why are you adding butter to peanut butter? 
Because it's salty and good and creamy and it's yummy. I'm fine on toast, but I'm also <laughs> oh, it's like, the best. I'm, I'm basically a horrible person. Do you so. have any weird, like, because Bradley just doesn't like condiments alone. Like he can't, like well, I will like a mayonnaise that's spoon. abnormal no. to like take a spoonful no. of a condiment. I mean, it kind of flies in the face of all that is condimentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. Like, all right. Nowhere does it instruct one. To take a spoonful of a condiment and in, uh, and uh, ingest eat it. it, ingest it. Thank okay. you. I I can't think of any kind of a condiment. This I lady just... called in Donnie, and she said that she eats um, a spoonful of pickle relish and mustard. <laughs> See, I'm with you, Colleen. If I'm putting mustard yeah. on a sandwich, right? I'll lick the knife. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but that's okay. That's not just sitting there eating yeah, spoonfuls of mustard. Yeah, but then you have a mouthful of mustard. No, it's not that much left over. Oh, Haven't you ever even done this? Like, I'll do this. <laughs> I will take like a, um, like a cold cut, like a turkey, like a slice of turkey. A turkey. Yeah. A turkey. A slice of turkey. <laughs> and I will put like a little mustard and a little bit of mayo maybe in, on it, yeah. and then I'll roll it up. But that's like that's and okay. then eat the fine. whole thing. No, okay, fine. I didn't know if that was weird. I was no, checking. I'm talking about so. eating condiments alone. So yeah. Give me a spoon. Ingesting condiments as a main course that yeah, seems slightly. No, Problematic. I don't know. Waste not, want not. That's what I say. Spoon up the horseradish. Uh huh. We did. We had another person who uh, used to work at Arby's, and they would take buffalo sauce shots. Oh God! That's like a rite of passage. Sounds like a wretched stomach experience. Like it's going to burn a hole in your gut. I don't know. If you really love buffalo sauce, oh fine. Do you want to do some buffalo shots tomorrow, Colleen? Because I'll make it happen. I would if I could chase it with ranch, for sure. <laughs> okay, great. I'm <laughs> going to give you some buffalo shots tomorrow with ranch chasers. You know what? Done? We've been down this road before. And done. One time, Bradley, you tried buffalo to challenge shots? me. You were like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to How many to eat. buffalo shots will you take? I don't know. How many do you want to take? I don't know. Why don't we see how many I can get down? This road should be closed. No, but can we talk about this? One time Bradley thought he was going to make me sick by being like, he's like, you're going to eat a package of mayonnaise. I just wanted to see you do it. And I did it. I don't care. It's mayo. You guys. Hey, Donnie, also tomorrow on the show, um, we're going to explore this truism. Mm. Nachos are the worst appetizer in the world. That's He believes that. Isn't that ridiculous? I'm not a fan of nachos as an appetizer. I am not alone in the world. No. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Donnie, thank you. You're welcome, Bradley. I'm done with with both of you. Good luck with your 80s quiz. Fortunately, we are done with the show. So stay tuned for Lori and Julia. They're coming up next. Uh, Bradley and I, we're out. We'll be back tomorrow from noon to three here on My Talk 1071.